na 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 So Swayze runs, boom, tackles the guy off the motorcycle. Dude's like, you're dead, bro, comes at him. Swayze ducks, scissor kick, Chai! The guy has Swayze's head, and he says, I used to f guys like you in prison. By the looks of this guy, this is not consensual sex we're talking about. We see bad guy had a gun the whole time. He's like, I'm gonna kill you the old-fashioned way. Bypasses the gun, hooks the arm, back to the secret move he used before to kill somebody. He feels so bad about it, but this time he has to do it because of self-defense. Takes the esophagus out of the neck area. You can't eat. You'll starve to death. And that is Roadhouse. Welcome to the junk drawer. Oh, you just move your finger. You must feel pretty good about that. They're like devising a plan. <laughs> his whole body's limp, yeah. and they like, gotta pick his head up. By the great Dr. Seuss. Not, not a real doctor. Not an actual doctor. Pediatrician. Right. No. Not Also not. He's a practicing medical physician. <laughs> no. Oh. He, first of all, thinks that the hot blonde chick in the scene was... Give her a 10 for looks? Yeah. They're doing um, a threesome. Nope, that's not right. No, him and his wife, I think are... They're calling it John Quick, and he's gonna finish first. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. It's finally time to open the junk drawer. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the junk drawer. I am Ooh. elated to have our boy Andy taking care of our cold intro this this time around. I hope that you are as excited as I am, my, my joining co-hosts. I'm Cole Brown, joined with... I'm Mario Rico. I'm very excited. Roadhouse, and I'm David Arico. Yes. My my mission to you as a person-to-person person is if there's ever a movie you've never seen and it's being reviewed by us, this is the movie to go see. More than Cocktail? More than Cocktail. That, that might would have been a, that should have been a good category. I wanted to ask y'all, but I didn't know if David's seen it yet, if we like Cocktail more than Roadhouse. Yeah, seen I have. You've um, seen Cocktail? Yeah. Oh. But know. anyway. Both are strange. Yeah. So we're talking about Roadhouse, and I'm really excited to talk about Roadhouse. As I said, I'm hosting this episode. It was a movie chosen by me, and I am delighted. Just for one more little piece of allowing you to experience before we get all the way into it, what Roadhouse is all about. I'm currently looking at the VHS jacket for Roadhouse, the, <laughs> the jacket they went with. And I want you to know, it is Patrick Swayze leaning up against a side of a building <laughs> with three thumbnails, three pictures. The pictures go from top to bottom like this. It's Swayze shirtless doing Taekwondo or Tai Chi <laughs> warm up. The next one below that is him uh, doing a very sexually suggestive pose, holding up his love affair in the movie. Uh, they both are not wearing clothes, but obviously you can't see anything because it's on the <laughs> yeah. VHS jacket. And then the third thumbnail is just a car exploding. Oh, um, so many. Explosions. It's almost like a spoof of a movie. It is incredible. Yeah, we're gonna get into it right now. And we always start with our personal ratings, and then we'll share our Metacritic ratings. Uh, we'll go around the horn here, starting with Mario. Mario, what did you think about this yeah. movie? Um, <clears throat> heard about the movie for years. Knew it was like a, I don't know if you consider this a cult classic or just a classic. A, Maybe a cult classic, I don't know. But um, I think it is a cult classic. Yeah, it's kind of been defined as that. I don't have too much experience with Patrick Swayze, so I was excited to watch it. You've never seen it before this one time? Never seen it. Holy me, cow. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I <laughs> loved it. I love the campiness of the 80s movies. I just absolutely love it. And you have to go into the movie knowing that's what you're going to get. Because if you're going to be like, oh, it's so cheesy, you're going to hate it. Yeah. I love it. It's such a stupid, weird plot, and you would never see this kind of movie anymore. Um, so having said that, I did love it. 
but there's a lot of things that are wrong with it and weird with it. I don't want to say wrong with it, weird with it. And I'm going to give it a 59%. That's wow. a critic. That's my critic. It doesn't mean I don't like it and I would <laughs> love to rewatch it, but that's what I'm going to give it, 59%. Yeah, I'm going to – I've never seen it before. Um, your recommendation was kind of thrown because I've heard about it. And honestly, the most – known thing about it that i've kind of had is that reference in family guy the joke of roadhouse and he just kicks people kicks people non-stop who so does when I, peter Griffin. peter oh, just starts gosh. kicking people and they have a great animated bit of patrick Swasse fighting people um in it so similar to mario i really enjoyed it even though it's very you know flawed and it's not a good movie so if i'm rating it as a film i'm saying it's a 45 percent Okay. Um, it's just not a good below movie. Below average. It's below average. It's not a good movie. But my enjoyment level is like in the 80s. I, I love watching the movie. So I'm actually, I'm going to give it a 45, but it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I just think it was not a good movie. Is that make? Is that okay? That yeah. makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. This is another example of a movie that I, I just don't care. I, I literally don't care what critics say about this movie because- I texted Bryce after like halfway through watching it, and I said, "This movie might be perfect." You texted who? Bryce Howell. I don't know. Former former host. I I blocked it out. He's a huge fan of the show. Touch my heart, touch my soul. Um, but I texted him, and I I mean I I'm so I'm gonna show my hand a little bit. I did not give it a 100. I think there is just Hmm. one change I would make, but I did give it a 90. Oh wow! I freaking love Roadhouse. I could watch this any day. Any time of day, how many any times time of year. Seen, how many times have you seen it? Uh, I've probably seen it a baker's dozen. Okay. Yeah. And good for you because it's probably on any network that <laughs> plays movies at one point of the day. Oh, this has to be a TNT kind of movie. Yeah. Or they'll do like, they might even do like a, a roadhouse weekend where they just play this on repeat. Yeah. I can see that. Um, so that's what we've said about it. Here is the Metacritic score. It's so great. It's like zero to 50. And <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Metacritic Thanks, is, uh, it takes all of the review um, places and aggregates it into a score from zero to 100, where 50 is a perfectly average movie. So this movie lands well below average at 36. Yeah, I'm closest. First one for Dave? First one. No, no, you tied last week on well, Spider-Man. The tie is like kissing But then I also beat him. Yeah, because I picked the right number. I am, oh, yeah. w- I am very shocked. I'm not shocked. I'm not either. I just don't think they appreci- appreciate what this movie has done for. No, it's not a good movie. Did you action. watch it? <laughs> I just, I did. I loved it. I did too. Some of the bad reviews. So <laughs> we're we're gonna look at our our boy Roger Ebert. And it came oh, out. He's in, gonna hate it. it. Came out in '89, right? Came yeah. out in 1989. Yeah. So if I can get that. So Roger Ebert had this to say, and this was a part of a much longer <laughs> review of this movie. But at one point, here's. <laughs> I can understand why he's saying what he's saying here. He says, was it intended as a parody? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) But I laughed more during this movie than during any of those so-called comedies I saw during the same week. Oh, my God. Uh, And he said, consider this movie's hero is a barroom bouncer named Dalton, played by Patrick Patrick Swayze. A tongue twister there for me for some reason. But, yes, uh, I'm not surprised that the Metacritic score is so low. I just think people need to climb down from the very high horse they found themselves on and, yeah. and go to the double deuce bar and, and see it for themselves. I, oh, I never want to go there ever. Um, I can tell that's a place neither yeah. Rico brothers want to be. <laughs> you double. and Bryce would love it. In college, I was probably there often. Oh, um, funny. 
I know how you were named after Tom Cruise in, uh, gosh, what's the movie? That race car movie. Oh, Days of Thunder. Days of Ford Thunder. Ferrari. Yeah. Dalton, who was our first guest ever, his mom told me, I work with his mom, he was named after Dalton from Roadhouse. Oh, goodness gracious. Wow. Wow, what a hero. He's never seen it. How can you oh, know he has? It? He has seen it. Never mind. I'm sure he's seen it, hopefully. Yeah. And sorry, again, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, kind of taper my excitement a little bit. Again, here's the, here's <laughs> the plot of the movie. Please put your pants on. I am pantless. <laughs> Watching uh, Cole's like a kid at Christmas, you could see his gifts around the tree, but he has to take turns with yeah. his brothers and sisters to open a gift. <laughs> That's what it's been like waiting to do Roadhouse. Watching y'all <laughs> do all your movies that you think are good. Um, but we I also haven't really given y'all the plot. I'm going to give you a really quick plot of this movie. Dalton, played by Patrick Swayze, is this like incredible bouncer. And he gets hired to come clean up this other bar called the Double Deuce. And that's the movie. That's yep. it. So he's re- referred to as a cooler. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, Which is he's like the a, cooler. A night of like a swanky or Patrick Swanky version of the. No, it's a real term. It's someone who calms people down in the bar before they have to use physical force. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a fluffer in the porn industry, I believe. I think those would be different. Oh, okay, They're okay. different things. Different movie? Yeah. Yes. It's a oh. different movie. I think you're thinking back again to the Triple X that you watched. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Still Vin Diesel, yes. So, again, that being the plot, that being the Metacritic score, we ask ourselves now, are we sure? I do think it was still a little low. Um, I don't know if the Metacritic score came out in more recent times or if they had it in 1989. Also kind of a weird time capsule this movie's in. It's not really 80s feeling, but it's not really 90s feeling. It's like that sweet spot of 89. It is that sweet spot. I do yeah. feel it leans more 80s than 90s. So do I. Yeah, I, okay, I would agree. Say so you're wrong. We just both I, said you're wrong. I, I do like that it's a weird-ass plot, like cocktail. I mean, everybody's in big hair and mullets. So yeah, 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 yeah. On that part alone, I think A 80s. lot of open shirts yeah. showing off the bod. Um, a lot I, of open shirts. I do think it was a little low. I think they could have given it 10 points higher and still put it below an average movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, which is what I rated it. And, yeah. uh, but I mean, it, again, it's, I'm curious what fan enjoyment is listed on there. I didn't see that, but I, I'm sure if, there is no fan score on Metacritic. No, no, I'm saying just on like the Google device. Um, cause sure. I really, I, I enjoyed it. And so it's funny. I was, I kind of watched it in two parts, which I don't really like to do with movies, but I had to stop one night cause it was getting a little bit wee past my bedtime. And my wife started the movie with me and was just like, hated it. And I was quiet because I was just like, you need to be quiet because I really like this so far. Um, but she fell asleep. And then in the morning, she, I was like, do you want me to wait? She didn't. So <laughs> I, But I really enjoyed it from beginning to end. And I knew I, I can't wait to explain my first scene because it really just gets you set in the driver's seat. Yeah, we don't always go to this, but this is probably a little bit truer to the viewer uh, is the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 66%. Hmm. Okay. So I yeah. think people enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am very sure. Again, I, I gave it a 90 because I have just one fix, and then I do think it's a perfect movie. Uh, and so I'll go through mine here Fantastic. in our efficient fix category. Um, here's what it is. The movie is almost two hours long. It's 114 minutes. And there's this very significant point where um, basically Patrick Swayze gets lumped into trying to clean up this town, not just this bar, because there's this jerk of a guy who's basically shaking down local business owners and profiting off of them. Wesley. With no ramifications from the police. With no ramifications from the police. Yeah. Of course. Uh, And so he he has to go bigger than just cleaning up the bar. He's got to clean up this town. Um, And so in the process of establishing Wesley as this villain, 
they go through this series of like ridiculous things that Wesley does. Yeah. I think you can eliminate one, two, or three of them, still have enough to prove that he's a really terrible person, bring that movie back to about 90 minutes, and it is truly a perfect movie. It's <laughs> a good point. It, what it, about it was you? a little bit long. It was like. I, I don't get bored with it. Me there's, neither. A, there's a moment where I go, okay, let's get to that, that yeah. pivotal point. Yeah. So. I, I pause it like 49 minutes in to see how much movie, because that's, I remember. Same with me, exact, literally 48 minutes. Yeah, so I was weird. Like, I was like, wow, there's a lot of movie left. Yeah. Um, yeah. My fix would be, and this is probably a product of 1989, I didn't think for it being primarily a fighting movie, mm-hmm. I thought the combat was pretty bad at times. The oh, I, combat. I do not. Oh, see, I, I thought it was bad. I thought it was really good at the end when he fights. What's the mullet dude's name or the other bad guy? He's a Jimmy. Is it Jimmy? Yeah. I thought it was good there, but some of the scenes, like when he gets jumped outside uh, Double Deuce before uh, uh, the other Ron in Parks and Rec, what's that Double actor's Deuce, name? Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott yeah. arrives. I thought it was bad Choreogra- like chore- choreography for someone who's supposed to be this martial arts guru. He kind of gets his ass handed to him a few times, hmm. um, which. I was expecting him to be more like John Wick. So I think I would fix that, make him actually superior so that when he f- f- challenges Jimmy at the end, you understand why it's an even fight because they're both pretty much, you know, classically trained fighters. Yeah, I mean, it, that your fix is your fix. Yeah. yeah. I just think the the poor choreography of fighting prior to his face-off with Jimmy is he's fighting drunks and like – yeah. Big brawler guy. So, like, it doesn't need to be jujitsu. I want to see it. He's though. not trying to kill those people But when either. you finally fight Jimmy, who's another martial arts guy, it's it's pretty good. I wanted yeah. that throughout the movie. Well, um, you, you, his fighting is like, he says it in the movie, you, you're nice or you're not nice or you're nice until you're not nice. And I want you to be nice. Spoiling my tidbits, the director said that he wanted to make the fight scenes comedic at times. Huh. I think they can be because, again, it's, it's these big lumbering drunks that he's yeah. just having to toss out of the bar. I just wanted to see full-on John Wick, Matt Damon, or Jason Bourne-esque fights. Yeah. That would probably be weirder for a, <laughs> a local bouncer to have that yes. skill set. Look, but, a cooler. A, a fluffer, cooler, sorry. A fluffer. Uh, well, my efficient fix, I also listened to a, a show on YouTube, um, the John Can't Be a show and he listened he's got a guest on there that's always uh with him robert meyer burnett burnett and he always uses the term verisimilitude just meaning like what what seems realistic within a movie okay and i'm also like a big proponent of that like even when things are high fantasy sci-fi i like when things seem realistic um and so like you were saying, there was no police presence and i know we'll get to it (laughs) later later on (laughs) the things that happen are just insane it just makes no sense and i think the easiest fix would be cool if you cut one of those scenes where he's like eating breakfast twisting the arm of dalton or just one of the punching his goons in the face or something i think if you replaced it with him paying off the police chief or you can see that there's a scene where not even all the all of them just like one cop he's got something on his daughter or something like that where you're like oh this is why the police aren't acting out he might not own all the cops but the the boss is in his pocket or is, you know, be impressed so he can't do anything. And then every scene after that that shows explosions and knife fights and the the thugs and goons just going to like 
mess with the city goers, I think is corrected. And I don't know if it makes it a perfect film, but it's not the departed, but it'll make it like in the 50s. Does what are you, he, a cop? What are you, a he's fucking, a fucking cop? rat? He's a rat. I'm not a cop. Wait, was that Wesley's daughter who he encourages to go strip tease on the stage? No, that okay. is his trophy wife. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 They've referenced his daughter. Did they, I forgot. Does he have a daughter in the movie? No, I didn't. No, say no. That. He was saying like that maybe Wesley has one of the police oh, oh, chief's okay, okay. daughters. Like basically, oh, I know who your daughter is, and I'm threatening you. Because yeah. at one time in the movie, I thought they were going to reveal that Kelly Lynch's character, the love interest, the doctor, was going to be like his daughter or ex-wife, something or like ex- that. Because she references that she was married. I thought that was going to happen. Because you see in the picture of the um her uncles uh, or the mate that workshop yeah, reds that's a picture of her yeah, so yeah. i thought it was her daughter his daughter at first and yeah. i was like that's really on the nose yeah no so this is a scene or a, a section that is impossible for me <laughs> we're gonna talk about our best scene oh i think it's Again, very possible if i would if i would if i could i would show you this entire movie and say this is the best scene yeah okay this but is tough starting with the two of you what is your best scene if you're going to show someone to sell this movie i okay so you're right, Cole. I think you, there's too many scenes that I – you have to just watch this movie. You can't sell it. But if you can't get behind the – probably the second, the first scene when Patrick Swayze goes into the the double douche. and <laughs> that's, that's not it. That's what Sam Elliott says when he that's rolls what he up. That's he calls it, like, yeah. Huh, the double douche or douche. What have you gotten yourself into there, Dalton? <laughs> And he walks in, um, Patrick Swayze walks in, and he's looking at all the riffraff and the craziness and then the, the constant fights and the girls dancing and the topless girls. Like, if you can't watch that scene and be like, this is the kind of movie I'm about to strap in for, you have no business watching this Strap movie. on for, you mean. Right. If you're about to hit, if you're going to take a strap on, you got to know it from the tip. And thus, again, we really miss having Bryce. He who? was another person who? who really helped keep... This PG. I'll do a Bryce impression. Nope. 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 Don't know that. Nope. <laughs> That's pretty good Bryce, thank actually. You, thank you. Nope. I've been practicing my mirror. Yeah, at it's all. a shame that he has to say no to y'all so often. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's not right. Uh, what about you, Mario? What's your best scene? There are a lot of good scenes. Um, I didn't choose one that takes place in the bar, which I think you almost do need to sell the movie. However, the fight at the end of the movie is as climactic as it gets yeah. when he fights Jimmy. And it's so great. And by the water, yeah. When he yeah. uses the special move to rip off his yeah. rip out his esophagus, which is what we opened with with <laughs> Andy. Eat. Yeah, you can't eat. Um, you starve. It, it like <laughs> the movie turns horribly dark right there. No, it gets weird. Like it yes, you're weird. right. Yeah. There is a, there's a, a little series of time there where it, that might be my other moment of kind of fix is what you're describing it. He goes from being this super calm, collected guy. <laughs> he's well, he's a philosopher like, degree from vengeful, NYU. Like insane, insane, shirtless. Yeah, yeah. Kills a man, blood on um, him. Just like deep breaths. But bullet. I like, I like the buildup when he's training in the barn and Sam Elliott comes in. What do you do when here's a Coors Light? Um, Your Sam cool. Elliott leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> he's yeah, a Coors Light. Anyways, I would, I would show that because I also don't think he works for Coors Light. No, he's a Coors Light voiceover guy. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I watched that scene afterwards, I'm like, fuck, fuck this scene. Like this movie is weird and it's such a good way. So that's what I would show. Oh, and it's right after that, like super passionate sex scene. Oh, that's a great scene. (laughs) Okay, Mario. (laughs) Just the table just bumped up. Whoa. That was, that was a very passionate scene. It was, it was filled with passion. So I'm very fortunate that I got to watch that part alone. 
Okay. When was the first time you saw this movie? Like literally, as I'm watching, I'm like, when did when did Cole first see this film? So I said that this to my wife because she and I watched it together yesterday morning, and like by the third time, boobs were on screen. I yeah. was like, huh. <laughs> I don't remember a of all it being this frequent or b ever. So I think I've only ever seen this movie on television prior to now. Oh, okay. Wow. So I never owned it. I never like had the DVD. Yeah. Uh, and so on television, obviously, a lot of the more graphic scenes are cut out. Unfortunately. But there is a ton of 80s boobies in oh, this movie. Kelly Lynch's, though, is tasteful. She just rolls out of bed, and he's naked, too. It just it just seems like oh, at times butt. it's like this was a big part of the selling of this movie. It was like, hey, we have lots of naked people in it. Because you, yeah. you, you even get Patrick Swayze, booty, looking yeah. good. And a lot of chest, like no lower torso. Shot, thankfully. Well, I, mean, I wanted to see it so bad. I'm okay. curious. I'm so curious. Nope. Bryce... Nope. Oh my god! <laughs> Gosh, I need you back, Bryce. I'm not Bryce. I'm Dave. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great scene, Mario. I like especially that he's like he's hitting like this little like like ninja yeah. mannequin thing, and then he just forearm climbs up a rope to the next level of this barn, and then hits a boxing you know bag, legless rope climbs. Yeah, legless. might have been a CrossFitter. At I want to I want to train like that so bad. Me too. We're all crazy he's for Swayze. Little, I thought he'd be bigger. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Oh, I see what you did. Nice pull there. Uh, I, I did, though. My best scene uh, is if I'm going to sell the movie. So the the weird thing for me to buy into, but I just buy into it because I love this movie, is that Dalton is, like, well-known. When he comes to the Double Deuce, all the, like, other staff are like, do y'all know who that is? That's Dalton. <laughs> no last name. No last name. Uh, and so – that's a good it's just point. it's just kind of funny that he gets to be just this like local folk hero. <laughs> um and so for a lot of the movie up into a certain point you just get this reputation about Dalton that he can he's basically he he can take care of business. Yeah. And he has like a very like strict code and all this kind of stuff. You don't get an actual like combat moment with with Dalton with Patrick Swayze until a little into the movie. Like he has a first kind of scrap in like this very opening scene of this bar that he's, he's working at. But then you really don't get a lot of him actually having to like step into the fray. So the scene I'd show is basically, he's just now giving them all the directives of how they're going to handle when people get too rough, all that kind of stuff. And there's this girl dancing up on a table. And so he tells one of his other bouncers, go pull her down. And the guy who's with the girl says like, no, she's just dancing. Let me have a good time. He tries again. Now the guy pulls out a knife and Swayze steps in. Swayze grabs the guy's hand oh, yeah. Does a classic where you – I just don't see how people die when they do this in movies. Huh. He grabs the guy by the back of his head really quickly and slams his head into the table. The table <laughs> breaks, and then he walks the guy outside. A wood table. Yeah. Just and you see the other bouncers like, did y'all see that? Like, he can actually fight. Uh, so that's the scene I'd show because it gives – it finally lets you see behind like, oh, he really isn't just somebody who has this big persona. He really can back it up. Yeah. And it's an incredible scene. Um, y'all – Teased at something, and we've all been kind of dancing around this subject. I've called this section, where the F are the police? <laughs> because truly for me, that's the part that I, I find the most like unbelievability with this movie. And so I want to oh, ask gosh. y'all, what, what is your most unbelievable mo- yeah. moment or least believable moment? And again, there's this guy, Wesley, who's shaking down this, this local town. And he's doing horrific acts. Everywhere. Everywhere. Murder is legal, apparently. And he's, like, present there. Like, he's yeah. not just, like, doing it through his goons. He'll be there at the scene as it's happening. And then say, like, very, like, snarky comments, like, shouldn't have left the lights on. <laughs> yeah. I guess it 
blew up. Someone <laughs> left the fridge. It's like a Doctor Evil character. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, what? Um, and, and all the while, not a single cop. No. And all the while, I, uh, <laughs> truly, a police officer doesn't show up until the final scene for the first True? time. He's so. not kidding you. Literally. Yeah. I. Uh, What's your least believable scene? Okay, I had one, but then talking about some, I have another one. Okay. My first one is at the beginning scene of the double deuce when the ins- brawl ensues. Yeah. It is so chaotic. There's so much mayhem. Everyone's getting into a fight. They're breaking everything. People are dying. Well, you assume. And no one says anything. Well, that's what he said. You got to clean up eyeballs every night. Yeah, you just cut to them cleaning up the bar. I'm like, okay, that's not true. And then the second one is... Wait, did you just say that like a Mario brother? That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Woohoo! Yeah! The second one is these little scenes of Wesley being above the law. This one made me so mad. I almost turned the movie off. The car dealership. I know. Impossible. Impossible. Like, apparently I wrote that the down. guy... The monster owes, truck. He owes him money, right? <laughs> Basically, it seems like some of the business owners have come together and say, we're tired of paying this... <laughs> You know, yeah. like forceful tax you've put on us, and he responds with. He drives a monster truck through the lobby showroom, showroom of a Ford dealership, <laughs> destroying the cars, and then goes, "I hope you had insurance." And everyone in the town is just watching it. No, no, no. He doesn't say that. One oh, of the other business owners walks in. Do you yeah. have insurance? Yeah. Insurance, right? And uh, but he, he says something snarky about the cars, like, "Now you know." don't do this and he's like come on guys he essentially goes to Swayze like take a good look at what happens if you get in my way right so after that scene I was like no I I can't I can't do it Ah, oh my gosh that I wrote that one down and it's a tie so that one's just egregious and again my efficient fix they show the cops being like turn the other cheek type of thing that would have helped it um the very final scene where they the entire town like everyone who's been wronged has a shotgun and he's getting blasted <laughs> multiple times and in the he's chest. T- he's scarfacing it. He's like, boom, left side ventricle, still back. Boom, kidney, still up. And at the end, when the police get there, moments after the death, and there's chaos everywhere, the police go, What happened here? And they just look at each other and say, No, I don't know. Did you see anything? No, I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? <laughs> Nothing. No autopsy is going to be performed. This yeah, guy? no, no. This right. is that's a it's a shut in case right there. We just <laughs> we all said we didn't see anything, and that's the end of it. They see a murder victim in the room. They go, all right. Well, I guess we didn't find anything. Right? Didn't you guys think about cops like four day like a day before the same guy in that room um, who's there witnessing this catastrophic death? His car dealership just got drove through <laughs> by that guy, and then the other person. in the No, room, there's no motive there. Nothing. You're you're a little. Um, tinker toy like repair shop gets blown up <laughs> by a nuclear missile like they each each of the local business owners when they're killing west at the very end like they each say like a phrase right before they oh, unload another <laughs> slug into him i hope you have them and then i think red west who plays this, red west is the actor his character name is red webster uh he gets the final shot and he says something to the effect of we're taking our town back yes <laughs> and um, it's insane. Not it's absolute town. insanity. Um, so yeah, it's, it reminds me of what you just said about like, how do they, how do they get past the cops at this one moment? I think it's either like maybe Nick Swardson or John Mulaney. They had this joke about like crime that was committed before like the fifties. Like basically if a cop didn't see the murder murderer <laughs> at the scene of the crime, it's like, what, what 
option did they have to actually uncover a crime? It's right. There's no DNA testing. There's nothing that helps you go find people. Um, yeah, that scene is incredibly disbelievable. Uh, again, I agree with both y'all's answers. I think the the car dealership is insanity in terms of like how how does nothing happen to this guy? Yeah. Uh, my answer though, on just a more funny note, is the double deuce. Here's why the double deuce is not believable. He walks up for the first time, and this thing is like truly a shanty falling apart. There's a cage around the band performing where people are chucking beer bottles at the cage, and it's hitting the musicians for some reason. I don't know why they're doing that. But in a series of like... Who are very good. They're, they're a great band. Oh, they're an incredible band. How, how it's so bad that they're throwing it at the guitarist who is obviously blind, Yeah, and they're throwing beer bottles at the poor kid. They, again, yes. Insanity is ensuing. So... You have this scene and like the interior of the bar, like walls are torn apart. There's broken things everywhere. Everything looks crappy. And then in like a series of like five scenes, Dalton being there, it becomes like this incredible bar, (laughs) like with neon lights and signs and like perfect paint job and new facement. So I like the idea that you're showing the progression that he's helping clean the bar up. But truly from a construction standpoint, I, I disbelieve that you can turn a bar around that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> he has the means. He, he just it. keeps showing up, and each time he comes back to the bar, it's like, oh, brand new face. We look good now. I like how your fix is an infrastructure thing. Of course. <laughs> the rest of it's believable. <laughs> I just can't believe those. That also has nothing to do with where the police. Yeah, they could, uh... Are you talking about their per- they didn't have the permits for the construction? <laughs> exactly. Where are the police? No, I'm just saying where the F are the police because, as we said, there's just so many horrific acts committed and no cops are even... like Not even sirens in the distance. Nope. It's right. never the implication that there's cops involved. I, even... I just also love that the... <laughs> the the room that he's renting is across a lake from the villain, <laughs> and he can see it from his window. I could just picture. I could literally just picture. So, how about when uh, his coworker brings the breakfast in that one scene, and he's what the fuck he gets out of his bed there? naked? And he's that like, made me so oh. mad. And she's like, oh yeah. So, oh. Rowdy Harrington is the director of Roadhouse, and and again, thank you, Rowdy, for what you did. But I just can picture him saying, okay, like, how do we establish this tension between Swayze and the villain? (laughs) And then having this terrific idea, well, there'll be a lake, and they'll just live across from each other. It's a literal metaphor. It's it's incredible. Uh, So now that we've established why or where the police are, (laughs) get into one of my favorite categories specifically for this movie. And I'm calling this category Pain Don't Hurt. Uh, because is that is that Dalton's quote? That's one of Dalton's one quotes. Dalton's quotes. So maybe. when uh, Wesley's guys come and shake down the bar, uh, basically say we're going to withhold the liquor if you don't rehire Wesley's nephew, all that kind of stuff. He gets cut in that scene, like cut across the shoulder, and so or maybe across the ribs. And uh, yeah, he ribs. goes, it takes himself to the hospital on his own ability. Gets to the hospital, meets his love interest, the doctor, who he just calls Doc. Doc. I hate that he never calls her his first name. I love it. Does she have a name in the movie? Yeah. yeah. What is it again? I just know the actress is Kelly Lynch. Kate? Uh, huh? Is it Kate? No, no, no. It's Doc. I think it is Doc. Doc Kate. They, it might. On, on IMDb, it's actually only credited as Doc. Oh, wow. Get okay. out of town. Seriously. Yeah, okay. Oh, my At goodness. some point, he does say, he walks in when he's trying to uh, make sure she's safe at the very end. He says, Doctor, whatever. And I hate that I can't think of it. But anyway, so he had this scene where he walks in, he's getting stitched up, and she's like talking about his rap sheet of like medical injuries plated foot they like all these like things he's been through screws staples stitches and he just responds with pain don't hurt pain don't hurt 
So what is y'all's favorite <clears throat> quote? Yeah. Uh, oh, I had a couple. There's so many great ones. <clears throat> there are. I mean, during the movie, watching this movie, I said, wow, this movie has so many great, just cheesy, campy quotes. Dr. Elizabeth Doc Clay. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Dr. Elizabeth Doc Clay. Thank you. Thank David. you. Uh, my first one is from Dalton. Take the biggest guy in the world, shatter his knee, and he'll drop like a stone. <laughs> That's Great I, one. I just picture Andy Dalton, Andy, uh, Dwyer. Andy Dwyer saying all these lines. The other one comes from Morgan, who's the big bouncer that he fires in the beginning. And I remember hearing this in the movie and thinking, what? Did he just say that? You know, I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck. Yeah. But you don't look like much to me. That was, okay, that's what and I was watching with my wife. And then his response is, opinions vary. <laughs> what? Weird. And now he says, come in a dump truck. Yeah. I think he means C-U-M. I, I the think The quote so. on Rotten Tomatoes is C-O-M-E. Oh, gotcha. So I think they're just watering it down for the for the kids. Who well, yeah. you, you should also always water down come. My two. Um, <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Don't like that. <laughs> Bryce, come back. There are, I have so many. My favorite quote. Is I my favorite character in the movie? I love Patrick Swayze, but Sam Elliott's character Wade Garrett is my Dalton. favorite. It's time for us to cut tail and leave this town. I love it because he's usually such a like uh, he's just a badass dude. Um, cool. My favorite sign is when he comes to the double um, douche, as he refers <laughs> to it, and goes into the back where Dalton's getting beat up by those four guys holding up the liquor truck, and uh, the real big tall dude goes. You want to fight dickless? And he goes, well, I sure ain't going to show you my dick. And then he just punches <laughs> yes. him and knocks him out cold. Oh. <laughs> He's incredible. Such and a weird Such response. a weird response. Oh, it's a great response. And then my other favorite quote from Wade <laughs> again. my dick. I know. He goes, um, that girl's got entirely too many brains to have an ass like that. <laughs> About Doc yeah. when he's meeting her. And I was like, man, Wade Garrett is just a, just a G. Did not age well there. I think, I mean, he's just, he's definitely a guy who spent his career bouncing bars. Bouncing yeah. bars, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got so many. And uh, I'll he, let you go, Cole, before he, I have one more. He gets more. real close to her in that dance. Oh, I think, cool. yeah. That's his MO, baby. It's, it's him, man. He's, he's... Sways is like, go ahead, have your way. Swayze is just a he's a come with kind of guy. Yeah, um, in a dump truck. So my first one, um, and we're just going to do two. We're going to limit it there. So okay, okay. we've all y'all done your two. I'm going to do my two. Got it. Um, he's talking with Doc, and she basically says like, "Have you ever lost?" And he's like, "No, I've never really been knocked down." And she's like, "How's that?" And he's like, basically, he just alludes to the fact that most people that are getting in fights at bars aren't good fighters. I'm a good fighter. She goes, "So." Um, you know, do you think you'll win a fight? Like, do you think you'll win? And he goes, nobody ever wins a fight. I, he's got so many great quotes so that, like that. Like, there's like some implication there that I really like because I, I, I agree with that. Like, nobody wins a fight. Even quote the person who won Aww. it. Uh, but my other favorite one. So this is him giving Except his. the allies. We won World War II and we were winners and that was important. So, But people yeah. died. So was it really winning? Yeah, Nazi bastards. Uh, so pain don't hurt, like we said. But here's another one that I really love. Uh, he's giving his three rules to the double deuce. He's talking to all the staff yeah. and he's basically telling them to be nice and you be nice until it's you know, no longer time to be nice. I'll tell you when that time is. And so one of the guys, this guy, Steve says to him, he goes, well, what if a guy calls me a cocksucker <laughs> is being a cocksucker is in that personal. And Dalton goes, no, it's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. <laughs> and then Steve goes, suppose it, well, what if someone calls my mom a whore and Dalton just says, is she? <laughs> I, I love oh. it. And you see the guy like 
snub his cigarette and throw it down he, the ground. He fires like, Steve, right? That's one of his sex yeah, in the... Br- yeah. Steve is having sex with underage women, so it's pretty him, good. I'm Not off. underage. Under 21. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully over 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but guys, he he was not a good employee. So he yeah, also yeah, has yeah. a great quote at that scene where he's like, I'm on my break. You stay on it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the third. third I know it. You cheater. I know. Cheater. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy says that. That's well, so, that's your fourth one. No, no, no. So I'm just saying weird. things. I didn't say it was my favorite. I'm just saying them. Yeah, but we limited it. Listen, it's my way or the highway. Buddy. Guys, I had never heard that's that quote one. before. <laughs> I had never heard that quote before. I had heard it referenced as a joke, I thought. No, that's Andy's. He actually says that. Andy's he, quoting the movie correctly. I didn't know that either. And uh, okay, this is a legitimate question: Is the the quote "My way or the highway" from that movie? No, no way. Oh, I was gonna that's say, like, a, like, like a more broad colloquial. Okay, because I was like, "What in the world?" There's no before way. Before we made move that. on, the whole movie because I remember the Parks and Rec episode, I got it confused when he also does Rambo. So the whole movie, I'm I'm waiting for him to say, "Do you have any? <laughs> you bring any weapons? Bring any weapons? <laughs> You're not gonna change anything." <laughs> that was um, more. That was more Christian Bale right there. So. We lose uh, in this. I'm sorry to make this a sour note for just a second. We lose Swayze uh, to yeah. pancreatic cancer, um, and you know, R.I.P. to Swayze. We're still crazy for him. But watching this movie just reminded me, and it's kind of similar to what we talked about with Tommy Boy with Chris Farley, like people that left too soon, or you know, basically we didn't get to see their their mm-hmm. full career unfold. Um, so let's take a moment just to pay tribute to yeah. Swayze. And what is your favorite Swayze moment or character? Um, well, I had said earlier, I don't have too much experience with Swayze movies. Um, I do think, I know this is kind of going off what you just asked, the trajectory of his career would have been similar to like Liam Neeson. I could see him being like an older uh, action movie star, yeah. very calm, collected guy. But my favorite Swayze character thus far, um, and I love this movie, and I don't know if Dave's seen it, is Bodie from Point Break. I've never seen Point Break. It's I need to. a fucking masterpiece, and it is a quintessential junk drawer movie. So I'm sure we'll do it. So I don't want to get into it too much. But his character is just so cool. And Swayze is the only person who can play that role. And the way he goes off of Keanu Reeves is just cinematic. It's a masterpiece. So my answer is Bodie. Yeah, I've only, this is actually the third um, Patrick Swayze movie I've seen. Um, I saw Ghost. I've never seen Ghost. He was dead the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never seen that either. M. Night Shyamalan's Ghost. It's really good. <laughs> and then I, I, I really like Dirty Dancing. And I haven't um, seen it either. You learn a little bit about Patrick Swayze and that whole his whole like a little bit about his past in the Netflix series, the movies that made us, and they do Dirty Dancing, and so that just shares a lot. And that was really my favorite Pat Swayze movie up until this point. Um, and I'm I want to watch more. I'm gonna watch Point Break. I did his IMDb page and like started saving movies that looked good to me um but i i love it's forever now i'm gonna think Roadhouse. he's like a superhero ninja like when he sprints off that ho- the house and chases down the bike it's it tackles the bike <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, so tackles the guy and I, I just love how cool my wife was like patrick swayze th- always walks like he's cooler than everyone i was like he he is i, and he's I so was hot. shocked how small i thought he was gonna be physically like a prowess to him because yeah. if you remade Roadhouse today who would you get? you'd get someone built they like they canceled it in 2015 oh they're gonna remake it thank god they did Ronda Rousey well there is a Roadhouse 2 I just uh, put my tidbits okay sorry Um, cool. but who would you get today I was thinking you get someone physically like 
massive. I don't know, like a Daniel Craig. No, I think the whole part of the shtick of it is he's not physically no. intimidating. And I think that works in the 80s, but I feel like they would ruin it today by getting someone who looks like they could kick ass. No, I think they'd go another yeah. s- small combat guy. Yeah. Like uh, Paul Rudd, maybe. <laughs> ben Stiller. That's a different yeah. movie. <laughs> Um, hey, Mr. Pitt. Yeah, I went through his filmography as well, and this is strange, but I've really only seen two of his movies. I've seen Dirty Dancing and Roadhouse, which is a great. Dirty Dancing is a really. You've never good seen movie. Point Break. Never seen Point Break. Oh, cool. I think I've only seen the second Point Break, the remake. Yeah. I oh don't gosh. Acknowledge it. Um, but one just a little side note on Swayze that is incredible is his character names that he gets to portray. Dirty Dancing, he's Johnny Castle. Roadhouse, Dalton. And then in Point Break, he's Bodie. Just three cool quality names. names to you know ascribe to a really quality looking guy. Uh, but my favorite is is Roadhouse. He's incredible in it. Um, but in terms of his his career trajectory, I think I'm unsure of where he would go after this. He uh, a lot of his stuff in this is you know peek behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, he struggled with alcohol a lot, and then basically as he was able to get out of that struggle, he really kind of fell out of the desire to be in the Hollywood blockbuster scene yeah. yep, uh, and felt that a lot of the movies that he had done, had kind of like taken him to a really dark place. And so for that reason, he kind of avoided a lot of it. So maybe he gets out of the film industry altogether and just settles down and has a nice life with his family. Um, or if he stays in it, maybe he has something similar to an Adam Sandler trajectory where he ends up just doing projects <laughs> that aren't that great, but he really has fun with his fun with you his think, friends. You think you see Patrick Swayze in Grown Ups Four? He would be the hot dad that the other moms are like really attracted <laughs> yeah. to. Him. I could see him also being like um, <clears throat> an eighty the shtick guy. Like they they put him in movies a lot, kind of like he's like the Chuck Norris that kind of joke. Yeah. So I yeah I wonder if he'd be in the uh, what's that Expendables movies? Oh. He probably would. Be. Maybe so. Yeah. He he also just didn't want to be typecast as that only action star. And uh, if you look at his IMDb, I mean a lot of his films are that. But he he wanted to show his dramatic chops, and uh, we'll get into tidbits too. He had a musical aspiration, and wow, he was a pretty great. Yeah, he sings in this movie. If yeah, uh, in Roadhouse, yeah, he's in one of the songs. He's he's singing the when he turns the radio on. When they're in the room, that first song that's like a really heavy rock song, that's his says, voice. And she says oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's him singing. And he but, wrote it ooh, too. He wrote it. When they changed the song, I remember thinking, I gotta remember, I gotta know the song name. Otis Redding, These Arms of Mine. It's a great love making yeah. song. Oh my God. Good. Just a tasteful little boob shot. Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, there it is. Don't like that. So from that weird comment to tidbits, uh, <laughs> it we, fits. Tidbits. Little tid. Okay. Tit for tat. And you're making it worse. Uh, <laughs> what fun internet research did y'all uncover? This week's tidbits are presented by the Double Deuce. Nice. Um, I had uh, uh, quite a few, actually. Okay. Um, uh, <clears throat> Sam Elliott said in an interview much later that uh, all the actors did their own stunts. Yep. Now, I can't confirm. I didn't look into that. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But I would like to believe that he was telling the truth. Um, <clears throat> Dave referenced earlier that this is the type of movie that's probably always on TNT or some channel. Um, funny enough, the Murray brothers, so Bill and there's Joel and John Murray, I think. I know John and Bill for sure. Whenever they see Roadhouse, um, they call the screenwriter of the movie, Mitch Glazer, to tell him that his wife is... Who Who's is, Doc. Yeah, Kelly Lynch, um, is having sex with Patrick Swayze. So they call him <laughs> all the time. And apparently... Um, in one instance, Bill Murray called Glazer, um, who was at the time in Russia for work 
but he went out of his way to make sure he contacted him just to tell him that his wife was having sex with Patrick Swayze. Gosh, I love Bill Murray. Um, so the last one I have, um, as Cole alluded to, there is a sequel. And straight to DVD in 2006, Roadhouse 2, Last Call. Um, Dalton is killed off, so he must be dead already. And his son... Truly, they just keep it in the family for some reason. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was apparently, but Dalton was finally, this just kills the character. I know. He was killed off by a bullet to the head, which I'm sure they just told in a story. Jeez. Um, it starred Jonathan Skech, I can't even pronounce the name, as his son. He's a DEA agent. Um, or he, it's his son, and uh, he runs to his Uncle Nate's bar, the Black Pelican, while trying to solve Dalton's murder. Mm. So, they like Dave said, they tried to make a, a remake in 2013, directed by Fast and Furious director Robert Cohen, but it never got off the ground. Thank God. So those are my bits. Take with them as you may. That's not a saying. Yeah. Do with them as you wish. Yeah, and I just said uh, kind of similar things we talked about earlier. The, the um, he wrote and sang two of the songs for Roadhouse, and uh, was a kind of like an aspiring singer at the time too. Wanted to get more into it. Um, so kind of from listening and watching that Netflix special, I learned that he was reluctant to do any dancing um, for Dirty Dancing. And when they originally wanted him for that movie, he said he did no dancing. And the director of the film thought it was because he just did not know how to train or didn't know how to dance. He was like classically trained as a dancer, huh. but he sustained a horrible knee injury um, in his youth of high school football, I think it was. And it still plagued him to that day. And so like when they're filming Dirty Dancing, a lot of the jump scenes and catching scenes put a toll on his knees um, in 87. And so when he did this movie in 89, from what I saw in the research, um, a couple times he was just the knee damage, uh, knee chronic pain got really, really bad. And uh, there was times where they were using what they thought were prop set, uh, prop um, tables and stuff, tables and stuff, but were real. <laughs> And he was just constantly bruised up Oof. on filming and really hurt his knee because he was approached and asked to do um, The Predator too, uh, And he was unable to because of the, the sustained injuries to his knee. Huh. So from that, he kind of took – this was like his last true like ass kicking. Um, and then the uh, trainer who did – said they did all the self-training for martial arts. Yuri, Patrick's trainer Swiss who trains. Abilities, he suggested that he should become a competitive kickboxer <laughs> because of how natural and good Swayze was at it. No, that's a pretty cool, like, thing you get to hear. I feel like at times tributes to actors that are play, like, physical roles where the trainers are like, oh, they could just go into this right now. Uh, and so I think one of the ones I've heard before is Daniel Day-Lewis in The Boxer that literally his trainer's like, yeah. no, he could go box right now. Huh. Um, or uh, Joe Rogan was even saying about, what's our big guy from King of Queens? Oh, Kevin. I always call him his character's name. Kevin Doug Heffernan. It's uh, Doug... Uh... Kevin Dillon, Kevin James. Kevin, Kevin James. Uh, but basically he said about Kevin James when he competed in the whatever UFC movie he did, that he was like, no, he's like actually doing real stuff. Really? He's like actually learned it. Uh, so that's always a cool little stat. Uh, some they said the same about Christian Bell and Batman. Like he could be, he should just be Batman. They, they did say that yeah. about him. Um, so, not for real, Dave. Oh. <laughs> she got excited. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Batman's not real. I wish you guys could have seen my face. I was like, what? No way. Um, is that real? <laughs> some of my uh, <laughs> some of my tidbits. Number one, the reason why this movie is incredible is because it's on. Uh, we we joke about the Razzies uh, before. Yeah. This is on the Razzies top one hundred good bad movies. <laughs> um, so for that reason, it's great. 
another one of the uh, tidbits I, br- I brought up though is the, and this is kind of a part of my efficient fix from earlier, is that the original cut of this movie was three hours and 20 minutes long. I How? want that cut. How? And I want y'all to know. What is it, Lord of the Rings? The original cut included scenes where Patrick Swayze trained the bouncers on how to dance. Stop. Not kidding. Guys. They, they were just capturing that. Uh, they that were really dance, milking dirty the dirty dancing. dancing. We, yeah. need to get, we need to get this somehow. Uh, we got to find it, it's I guess. A, it's the ultimate bro, bro movie. It it's, is a good bro movie. It's a movie. good bro movie. Um, but in that same category now, because that was the original part of the original scenes were these scenes about you know dancing, whatever, and this comes after Dirty Dancing in 87. The original tagline for this movie was the dancing over, the dancing's over, comma, now it gets dirty. No. That's so, too meta. I think it's great that they separated the two and did not try to connect the yeah, canon between Dirty Dancing wait. and... Is this a sequel to Dirty Dancing? <laughs> I think at one point they wanted it to be. <laughs> he would have just kept, what is it, Jimmy Castle or whatever his name is in Dirty Dancing? Johnny Castle. Dirty Dancing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this movie is incredible. Um, I think I, I love Swayze. And uh, we always finish by asking ourselves, you know, does this movie belong in the junk drawer or the show or whatever we're reviewing? Does it belong in the junk drawer? Before we get on, I have a question for you. Ask it. Um, is the Elton John song about Patrick Swayze, Hold Me Closer, Dirty Dancer. But it's Tiny Dancer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I hate you so much. So, John Troyer. Was that, was that, you, was that a you joke? were joking? Yeah, it was a joke. Ha ha ha. Oh, I'll <laughs> laugh now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Come back, Bryce. So, does this belong in the junk drawer? Yeah. Um, I want to say no because it's a masterpiece all in of it, in and of itself. But yes, it <laughs> absolutely does. I think you find it in a bin that has Dirty Dancing, Ghost, and Roadhouse or all together. Point Break. I or... think Point Break's separate. It's like a separate. It's its own separate movie. You might get it with the remake. But I see mm. these are like the three Swayze classics because he's the lead. Keanu Reeves is arguably the lead in Point Break. Um. But uh, yeah, absolutely. It is like Dave said, the ultimate bro movie. You can have it on because it is so long, and just come in for like the fight scenes or the yeah. great quotes. So, hundred percent, great, yeah, great junk drawer. Movie. It's a hundred percent. I think uh, junk drawer movie. It's like quintessential to me to what a junk drawer movie is. It's always on TV. You could find it in a bin. It's bundled. Um, and I've kind of been re-listening to what you guys describe as what a junk drawer movie is. So I think this one hits the nail on the head. But it's. That cult following it has, I think it lends to that idea of a junk drawer film. You just love, you can go back and watch it. And although it's critically <laughs> pan, abysmal, abysmal um, people enjoy it. And I, I'll go back to watch it again. I've never heard someone not like it. Yeah, I, I've also never heard someone not like, like it. The audience that grew up with it adores it. So I don't know. Yeah, I've never met someone who didn't. It's like just it. Swayze fighting in denim with open face shirts. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's, it's what so else good. do you want? No, he's, I agree. He's is a little that, small. I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah. Uh, so That's again, what she said. <laughs> in our purest version of describing what the junk drawer is, we especially when people come on as hosts, we just say pick a movie that you love that other people don't like or is critically poorly received. And so again, if the Metacritic score for this movie is a 36 and I put it as a 90, <laughs> I think it's going to go in the junk drawer. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you have movies that you also want us to talk about, I would encourage you to do so by reaching out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. If you want to hear more of Andy from Parks and Rec, maybe we'll do a Parks and Rec episode soon. 
That'd be fun. Uh, we can do that as well. Mm. Uh, or you can reach out to us via Twitter at junk underscore pod. Junk underscore pod. Brakaka! He rips out the esophagus and you can't eat. You, you, you starve to death. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Junk Drawer Podcast. If there's a movie that you want to hear us talk about, then please reach out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>